You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay on this glorious Victory Monday. I'm showing I've got a few connection issues, so those in the chat, just make sure everything's coming through clear. We'll try to keep it cleaned up. Had a little Good Morning Football on over here in the background, but we killed it, so uh, – we uh, we don't have to uh, worry about the, I don't know, minimizing the connection. But Tim, man, how you doing? Did you get enough sleep, dude? We were talking just a couple hours ago, weren't we? Yeah, man, I got I got enough sleep. I got I got the diesel in the cup. We're we're good to go. I I got some shut eye last night dreaming about a Super Bowl. You know, Packers. What's that? Packers? What? Packers are in the mix, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's and that's all we could ask for. You know. Um, it's funny. Look at this. All right, we got a packed house. Mr. Jacob in the house. What's up? Jacob? Oh yeah. Okay, look at him. He's got that, got diesel, that diesel too. I like it. Had to oh. jump off for a few minutes at least, right? The beard is here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's see. Carly Rand says props to Clayton and the guys for having a good morning Lambo after such a late night. You know, I woke up at like I don't know about 15 minutes after I normally do. And I thought I ah, eh, we'll just skip it, and I laid there for a minute and I went. No, dude, these don't come along very often that you beat the reigning champion at Lambeau with Taylor Swift in the house pouting. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we're glad we're in here. It's going to be a, a great show. we got a lot to cover. Um, everybody already making a special request. Carly Ray says uh, less than 65% for sure. Derek K says 65%. And Brent X says 65%. So you got to do it, boy. 65%. 65%. <laughs> That's what we you know, we didn't get that 65%, obviously, for the first-round pick. But I'll tell you this, boys, it's looking like it's uh, it's going to be darn near a first-round pick, right? I mean, it's going to be uh, definitely in the top five, maybe even top three picks in the second round with that compensation from the Aaron Rodgers trade. And the fact that this team has got, I think, what Jake Shavink said last night, five draft picks in the first 85 picks. And here you're competing for a playoff spot with a quarterback who's ascending. I mean, his, his ceiling keeps getting higher every single week. Um, man. Peaking at the right time, it, it absolutely matters. But like I said, we got a lot to cover. We're going to kick it off with a little bit of saltiness here. Tim, uh, Tim suggested this. Bang! Let's take a good long look at this right here, guys. Jacob, what do you see on the screen here, man? Mm. Describe for the podcasters. I mean, uh, I was listening to a bunch of uh, podcasts while I was at work, trying to you know listen and see what was going on around the league. And every single, every every single one hundred percent of any analyst, any expert. Any of the the fantasy guys, every single one of them said, either sit your Green Bay players. Green Bay doesn't have a chance. Casey's going to route them. Don't like it was a it was an easy money. I mean, one of them was even like, I can't believe it's only minus six. I mean, the, the, that's an insult to the Chiefs. They need to be getting at least plus eight, plus nine. I was like, okay, well, and uh, yeah, it just everything about it. I was um, the reason I was late. I was watching. I like to watch the YouTube summary where they just you know it, it takes about 14, 15 minutes. It's pretty much only the highlights. 
whatever you want to say. It's, it's every play that's over like five yards pretty much. But man, it was such a complete game. I mean, from every aspect of the, I mean, there's a few things we can get into. I didn't like how wide open Travis Kelsey was quite a few different plays, but um, all in all, dude, it just, and I don't know, we can get into it. You guys saw it. I don't know if maybe you have the, the video Clayton of the post game um, locker room, Matt LaFleur letting some, some language fly, but you know yeah. what? He looked like uh, not a little pretty boy. He looked like, all right, I want to play for this guy. This dude is getting me razzed up. I want to throw on the <laughs> helmet, jump in there. Yeah, no, we've got a lot to cover, man. We got, I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine videos down here. So we got a lot to hit on. Really excited about it. Just wanted to hit on that right there out of the gate. I love it. Thank you, Clayton. Those of you on the pod. Uh, Phil Sims, or I'm sorry, Chris Sims picked the Chiefs 23 to 20. Maria on the Sunday Night Football or Football Night in America set picked the Chiefs 23 16. Uh, Devin McCourty picked the Chiefs 21 to 13. Jason Garrett, the clapper. Uh, picked uh, the Chiefs 24 to 17. Um, I guess everyone else on the set there, Matthew picked them 23 to 20. Florio picked them 31 24. Jack Collinsworth picked them uh, 24 to 13. Uh, Tony picked them. Uh, Tony Dungy picked them 17 14. And Rodney Harrison picked them by 10 24 14. Everybody grinning like a possum in a dumpster. Who's smiling now, baby? What's crazy is they were, they were all, with the exception of, uh, looks like, Florio, they were all pretty doggone close to that score prediction, just the mm-hmm. wrong way. You know what I mean? Like how the game ended up. So, I mean, they were they were in the wheelhouse. They just picked the wrong team. Sorry, guys. And uh, everybody screenshot this. Save it to your phone because these are the same people in a few weeks that are going to talk about how great Green Bay is and how they never doubted this team. And they, they came in. They're in the playoffs. Nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. So we'll add this to the receipt collection for sure. Yeah, and since we're since we're gathering receipts, like we took a, a nice little trip to CVS, Jennifer right in the chat says, "KC crying, right? Anytime they cry about the officials, just show them this right here. All right, give them that look right there. Yeah, that right there was called a personal foul at the first down marker. Look at that, guys. How pathetic is that? <laughs> like yep. seriously. Yep. So, I you know, listen. Did the Packers get a few calls? Absolutely. Did KC get a few calls? Absolutely. If if Rashawn Gary hadn't you know, tried for an Oscar throwing his arm up when he's being held. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have called that. There was holds all night long. I love what Mahomes said. You got to tip your hat to Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes said, you know, when when the game's on the line like that, they typically don't call stuff. And he said, I would rather it be that way. Let us play it out. Uh, Travis Kelsey came out and said that had nothing to do with them losing. So you got to tip your cap to those guys keeping it classy over in KC. Hey, really um, quick, since we're on that subject, um, my wife had me make a note of this when I was charting the game. It was uh, early second quarter. There was a pass to uh, Tucker Craft that he went to the sideline and uh, kind of got knocked on his on his keister. And um, Kelsey was standing there uh, on the sideline and just helped him up. So, you know, can say a lot about these guys but um you know Mahomes Kelsey you know they can be um a little extra sometimes but uh sportsmanship is definitely not something these guys are lacking and they get it and it doesn't surprise me being on an Andy Reid coach team uh, but I just thought that was worth noting that uh true champions are gracious in victory and in defeat so uh we saw a class act from a lot of Kansas City players and um you know, I'm not going to knock Isaiah Pacheco for for his antics. Um, like I said, I think Keyshawn just did a good job of uh, getting in his head and frustrating him. Um, so, you know, Kansas City, man, we, we'll, we'll tip their hat. They were respectful the whole time that they came into uh, the Cathedral of Professional Football. So uh, 
much props to uh, the Chiefs players for having some class here. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, though. Uh, you're taking the high road on that, and someone actually tweeted at me and said if uh, Pacheco was about to go off for 200 yards before the punch, and I had to quote tweet him with the Kobe soft gif, right, where he's shaking his yep. head and saying yep. soft. I said, it's a damn shame it didn't happen because of that soft punch he throws. Talk about not getting your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, let's see here. Omer in the chat says uh, Clayton put up a good article of Terry Bradshaw preaching loves uh, praises too. That's Kurt Warner and Steve Young all said he is good this year. Three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Omer's calling it, boys. He's saying put put the gold jacket on. I'm going to slow down a little bit, Omer, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. He's uh he's playing lots out right now. There's no doubt about it on the biggest stage too. That's all you can ask for a, a young quarterback for sure. I'll tell you someone who really stepped up was Ben uh Ben Sims, you know, with that touchdown in the in the in the first quarter there. That really set the tone. And when, listen, I know he didn't do anything like uh dramatic or anything or anything out of the ordinary ordinary or uh, extraordinary, I should say, to get that touchdown. But the dude's in the right place at the right time. Jacob, I specifically remember you getting excited when we signed him. And I got to be real with you guys, Jacob, on this pod, he said, hey, man, let's talk about that signing Ben Sims. If you looked into this guy and I was like, this guy's never going to be off the practice squad. Like, I probably shouldn't even mention it. That's what I'm thinking in my head. So we we still covered it. Here he is. Biggest game of the of the year. Jacob gets that tutter, dude. And uh, pretty cool. We've actually got the Lambeau leap. This is uh, like I said, this is Ben Sims, very first Lambeau leap. We didn't get the touchdown, but we got him jumping in the crowd. Pretty cool. Let's check it out. I love it. Hey, I can't wait for Chalk Talk, Clayton, because you know what? That play looked like the exact same one we ran in Detroit for the Tutter to Tucker Craft. It looked yeah. very, very similar. I mean, you talk about sure. butt yeah. naked through the trailer park wide open, right, Clayton? <laughs> yep. Go ahead, Jake. Well, no, I think if I'm remembering right, didn't Love do that kind of patented Aaron Rodgers uh, no ball? pump or not uh, fake handoff and then roll out the outside sims did a little chip block and then just yeah it was just pretty man and uh yeah i'm I'm excited for sims i mean i thought he was like you said clayton i thought maybe at most he'd be kind of like a third down put him in there just block you know extra tackle kind of guy but he's been showing that you know and honestly i'm so happy for tucker craft when i was watching back that replay i didn't realize how much in the game he was i mean he was a big integral part of it and He's, he's looking way more fluid. He's catching the ball. He's getting upfield, and he's using his big body, dude. I'm just – and one other guy, if I can mention real quick, Mr. Fullback, Henry Pearson. I saw him in there quite a lot, and he was not just in there like as a token fullback. He was in there doing a lot of cool motion stuff. He was doing a lot of blitz pickups, and he really looked comfortable as well. So I was stoked to see a guy out there. I mean, I, I miss having a fullback, dude. I'm hoping I remember to put just a quick clip of him doing that. I'm pretty sure he did orbit motion. Where they motioned mm-hmm. him across and he went behind the quarterback. I was going, look at Henry Pearson knowing the playbook. What's up? Yeah. Like, I got to be real, man. I don't want to dog on him too much because we we talked about Josiah you know, Aguara kind of being that leader in the locker room and how much that everyone absolutely uh, respects him and everything. He's kind of that that guy that the the young tight ends are looking up to. But uh, man, Henry Pearson looked way more effective than Josiah Aguara. Granted, it was just one game, but. Uh, we might have something there. I don't mind if he stays on the roster, and I love how they use him last night for sure. But back to Ben Sims, this is a cool quote. Wes Hockowitz tweeted it out. Rookie tied in Ben Sims on his first NFL touchdown quote. Growing up, you always wish to play in the NFL, and you always wish to play in the mecca of pro football. Today I got to do that, and I got to score my first touchdown 
and got to Lambeau Leap. So my heart is full. Hashtag Packers. Um, just awesome that that young players understand what it means to play in Lambeau and uh, and be able to uh, to jump into the crowd. Still the best celebration in all of sports, in my opinion. I know many uh, many players like to kind of draw the attention to themselves. You know, one that I kind of grew a little bit stale on was Devontae Adams. You know, his last couple of years, he just got to where he wouldn't do a Lambo leap. And I'm like, just felt like something was missing. Aaron stopped doing it because Aaron said he was, he said on the McAfee show, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't know if I can make it up there. I can't jump that high up there. <laughs> so he was like all concerned about getting embarrassed. These young whippersnappers though, Tim, boy, they, they ain't afraid to take that leap, man. I love it. I'm here for it, dude. You know, and it's such a in the moment kind of thing too, you know, depending on the score. You know, you you just you feel that adrenaline and you just, you know, head through the back of the end zone and right up into the crowd. A lot of times guys probably aren't even thinking about it. It just happens. I mean, that's how it was invented. Right. You know, we talk about uh, Leroy going into the stands and, um, you know, we uh, we see this now. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a really cool thing to see guys um, celebrating. But like you said, not going not going too far. That was always my concern with a young team, you know, worrying about uh the highs and the lows of a season. Can you keep your head and um, stay focused and not get caught up in the theatrics? And, uh, you know, you got a lot of teams out there, their, their celebrations are better than their offensive output sometimes. And I just, you know, don't want us to be that. And it's uh, great to see uh, the guys coming together. And, um, you know, that that's the other thing, you know, you see the whole team behind him after that, after that leap and that score. And it's just a great thing, man. These guys are picking each other up, playing for each other. And, uh, you know, the home crowd loves it. We love the Lambo leaps. Keep them coming. Definitely. So, you know, just to kind of recap the first quarter before we move to the second quarter, had that long drive where A.J., Wicks, and Watson all got involved. Obviously, it ended with the Ben Sims bootleg touchdown. Um, Lucas Van Ness and Gary uh, – Lucas Van Ness getting a sack, and then Gary and Kenny splitting a the sack there in the first quarter. Jordan Love, to the best of my knowledge, finished the first quarter six for six. And Green Bay was leading seven to three. As we move on to the second quarter, uh, Wicks had a 27 yards on a play action that was canned, a play that was canned out of the run to the pass. So Jordan Cannon there. And then, of course, he cans out of the run to the pass again later that drive or, or later that quarter in the second. And, where, and that's the play where he actually climbed the pocket and hit uh, uh, Christian Watson for his first touchdown. So let's watch that real quick. As This is from the end zone cam, okay? Uh, this was recorded by one of the, the Packers photographers. And check this uh, this view of this touchdown to uh, Christian Watson. If you can really key in on Jordan Love, watch how he sits. He, he sits tight. He doesn't panic. He climbs up into the middle of all these bodies that are collapsing around him, just to create that small, that little bit of time, that small throwing window. Kind of goes sidearm around the defender who's got his arms up. But let's check it out here. <laughs> Love to see it. And that little dance that Christian Watson gave, it's the same moves I've got when I pour that first cup of coffee every morning. Dude. I'm just telling you right now. Mine's a little more Caucasian than his, but uh, he uh, definitely had the moves last night. He was feeling it, Jacob. How about Christian Watson, dude? What a game, Jacob. Oh, man. I just, I'm happy for him. Obviously, you know, that, that injury, it seemed like he was all right walking off the field. He seemed like he was pretty walking. You know, if anything, he had a little, a little intentional, a little, what do you call that? The swagger step and walk, whatever you want to call it. Sea walk, yeah. he was he was excited, man. I like it. and um, what's really cool. I I remember watching this live and seeing love, and I was so impressed specifically with that play because you saw him not panic, 
You saw him avoid the sack, step up. You could also see for a split second he wanted to run, and then he stopped, and he's like, wait a minute, I got this. Set his foot and then looks and, and remains poised and just finds Watson for the easy little, you know. I feel like Jordan Love of old would have freaked out, maybe taken the sack, rolled and did some weird stuff in the pocket, or he would have tried to take off running, maybe got two, three yards. You know what I mean? He stopped. Yeah. You, you can see it, and it happened within a split second. Like, you could see – the, the, the thought process going through and it was just cool to see that like this dude is really it is clicking he's getting it definitely Carly Ray in the chat said who called for Watson's breakout game maybe Derek K who was it was it Derek K Tim someone in the chat yesterday said something I remember thinking well they expecting him to blow <laughs> said, up yeah right? it could be but I talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love how they own up to it man Absolutely. Yeah, right here it is he says uh yeah Derek K says possibly but I talk a lot um <laughs> Hilarious, dude. Yeah, so uh, finishing off the second quarter there, Preston Smith had a coverage sack. Obviously, um, you know, coverage. I, I want to say Pat Mahomes had something like four or five, maybe six seconds to throw the ball. Preston just kept on chipping. Great coverage downfield. Gets the sack. We talked about it, man. We talked about how there was going to be opportunities to get sacks. We highlighted the interior pass rush as well as Rashawn Gary. Uh, we didn't specifically highlight Preston Smith. But we talked about the fact that they run the ball so little and they do it out of 13 personnel, if, if we kind of keep everything in front of us, we might be able to get after the quarterback early. And you've seen it, man. They hit him. I think, if I remember correctly, in the first half, Joe Barry's defense had hit Patrick Mahomes six times, and Jordan Love had not been hit once. So got to tip your cap to that defense. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Green Bay actually leading there after the second quarter. I believe it was 14-6. to six. You held the – Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey-led Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, to six points going into halftime. I'm going to say it anyway, Tim. I said I wouldn't. And there's people still complaining, still complaining about Joey, still want Joe Barry fired. I I would never understand it. Um, People saying that they want uh, Robert Sala to be the defensive coordinator. I'm going, have you looked at Jets' defense? They're like 16th in points. Like, you want the other team to score more points than you're scoring now? Let's use our heads. Listen, it's okay to be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Just admit it and move on. But you're making us look like a bunch of jackasses when you're hopping around back and forth. Well, he gives up too many yards. Well, he gives up too long of drives. All these things. It's like at the end of the day, the point of the game is to look up at the scoreboard and go, who has more points? Everything he's doing is strategically based around the ideal of – we need to hold them to less points than we score. <laughs> Everything else, the rushing yards, all that stuff, is give and take to make sure you minimize the damage that's on the scoreboard. I just, I don't understand it. I, I would never understand it. But moving on to the third quarter, um, one of the things you're not going to find um, in the uh, in the stat column um, was. Rashawn Gary drawing that hold was absolutely huge at the time it happened in the third quarter because it's like it felt like the pass rush was no longer kind of hitting home. And when you start to really key in on it, you're going, I understand you can call holding on every every drive, right? I got you. I understand. What, you know, when people say that, I do agree with that. There is holding on just about every play. But when it's so blatant that it's like it's obvious that's why the pass rush is not hitting home now, they've just start, just decided we can't block them on the edge. Let's just hold them. Tim, remember we highlighted too the tackles were the weak point of this offensive line. Seen that pop up last night as well. So Gary drawing that hold was huge. You know, one of the uh, the drives that they went down and got the field goal 
Um, there, I believe they went, they led on to get a field goal. I know they won the middle eight, three to nothing. Kansas City did, but Anthony Johnson Jr. to me looked like he blew a coverage when Pat Mahomes started to scramble. You had two guys there, right? Perfect play call by Joe Barry. You had a blanket of four defenders covering the underneath zone. Travis Kelsey breaks in, and you could see his body language like, oh crap, there ain't nothing going to be here. Pat Mahomes climbs the pocket. You've got Quay right there, pretty much ready to spy. And Anthony Johnson Jr. decided he was going to go after Pat as well. If he stayed at home, yeah. he would have had Kelsey covered and Quay would have lit Mahomes up. So that's definitely a mistake, right, on Anthony Johnson Jr. But Again, uh, that did lead to a touchdown. That came on a third and long. Those third and long plays like that, those conversions, man, it will it will flip the momentum so quick. But then that was the same uh, the same drive. If I remember correctly, we stopped the two point conversion, which is absolutely huge. You had Dobbs the next drive with that 30, uh, 33 yard prayer. I still in my notes put LOL. Just I cannot wait to break that down on chalk talk because I know what the end the end result's going to be. You should never throw this ball into four defenders, Jacob. But boy. Uh, Vince Lombardi was hanging around the stadium last night. The football gods said, you know what? Let's sprinkle a little bit right there. You can have that one. You know what's what great? About Dobbs, you, you don't have a video of that, do you? Because the, the funniest and best part about it is you watch Wicks and Wicks. Uh, Dobbs is sitting there, and he just goes, <sighs> after he catches the ball and he's laying on his back, you can literally watch him be like, I can't believe I just did that. Like <laughs> Bro, He's running down the field, too, and he's doing this, yep. right? And he goes, yeah, no, I, I swear. I don't think he expected to catch that ball. You watch him, he literally goes, oh, <laughs> like he just like it takes was, it all in for a second. It was absolutely awesome, man. Um, and, of course, that led to, uh, if I remember correctly, Watson's second touchdown. This was yep. the 50-50 tutter, and this was uh, probably my favorite right here. Let's watch this angle, guys. I want you to key in. We'll probably mute it after the first time through because we're going to slow it down and really key in on the placement of this ball. This is the this is a 50-50 ball, not the ball in Pittsburgh that was underthrown, right? Not the balls that are thrown behind them here recently on crossing routes. This is a true 50-50 ball. You put the ball where your receiver has a legitimate shot to high point the ball away from the defender, right? And I want you to look at the placement. When we talk about the accuracy improvement, we're not blowing smoke up your rear end. Jordan Love is dropping absolute dimes right now. And on this play here, Tim, he's spinning that – I mean, he is spinning that tater, bro. It's got some heat on it. And the way that Christian Watson high points this, this is a perfect hands catch. Let's check it out. You got to love it. We're going to rewind this one several times. Play here. Look at the placement, guys. You can hear me, right, fellas? Yep, yep. Right, look at this. First of all, look, Christian Watson hasn't even jumped yet. Look where the ball's at. Yep. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jeez. Look at that. I mean, it doesn't get any better, bro. I want to get a that frame. A little stutter there, too, by Christian to, to get that position. Because you see the yeah. DBs flying f- over pursuit and, and where that ball is. It's like Christian wanted to adjust a little. Like he stuttered, right? little stutter, and then the adjustment so he's not having to do that in the air. He just put himself in a position to catch that ball. Beautiful. What do you think of that, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, like Tim says, you can see that Watson, as soon as he recognizes places that ball, he 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 sells. I mean, he does he could have stopped and eased up on the route. And I think the defender probably would have been able to turn around and maybe make a play on the ball, but he basically just that little stutter stepped and then just let the guy, you know, blast past him. He turns around. It almost reminds me of like the back shoulder throws that we used to watch, like Jordy Nelson and stuff. I mean this is just scary because if those guys can get on that level of where, like, remember how Rogers used to just look at Jordy? Like, he would literally just look at him. And it's same with Devontae, you know what I mean? And they would know, all right, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, it seems like love is starting to build rapport, especially between Dobbs. You know, it's, oh, my God, I just, I, I can't get over the fact that all of these guys are either in year one or year two. And like yeah. we just talked about, if we throw another five freaking picks in the first 80, this team is going to be scary and good for a long time, dude. Like these guys are playing on rookie contracts, though. This is insane. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I think we've got the cheapest receiver room in all of football. Oh yeah. And you know, what? What? There's pros and cons to that. What are the cons? Go back and watch the, uh, you know, whatever it was, week four through eight. Those are the cons, right? Yeah. Now, what are the pros? If these guys catch fire, you've got the cheapest receiver room in the league, and there's going to be so much more room to maneuver that cap on down the road. Um, these guys are going to get paid eventually. There's no doubt. If Christian Watson can stay healthy, that dude is going to make bank because there are other teams watching this game on national television going, whoo, look at this guy right here. Um, we want to keep him in Green Bay, obviously. That's the goal here. <laughs> but um, it's just nice you don't have to worry about that for a couple more years, right? So uh, Steve is real in the chat, said that needs to be on a football card. You're exactly right, man. That would be perfect. Omer says, uh, again, perfect throw and grab by the wide receiver. Defender had no chance on that throw. It, I mean, it was just absolutely perfect. Derek I mean, Kay in here says, that's called being mossed. You got mossed. If you um, run it back one more time, the key to the play is Christian locates the ball before anybody else. Right. Before the guy right here, he sees it. See it? He sees it. And the defender's and he, got his back to the ball, actually, too. Yep. So that's key because a lot of the drops that Scoot had when he was struggling was not locating the ball. It was right. a, it's an eyes thing. They're talking about his hands. It's not his hands. It was he wasn't locating the ball in time uh, to make a play. And here now you see him getting his head around out of the route like that. 
turning a corner. That's that's where he beat the guy. Because, I mean, he's basically covered. I mean, one oh. could say this is the definition of throwing a guy open right here, yeah. just putting that ball, you know, behind the defender. Little fade on it. Look at that nose down. Jay Money, number 10, because he only throws dimes. Told you. <laughs> it's a dot, dude. It's an absolute dot, man. Love it. Love it. These guys are peaking at the right time, man. I'm telling you. That's my um, quarterback, man. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one thing I did notice in the third quarter, to, to be negative Nancy again, the run defense started getting bullied a little bit. The front, they highlighted on the on the, on the the broadcast, he started getting pushed around. Look, it's colder than a well digger's booty. And uh, they're getting, you know, they're getting fatigued out there. That cold air, boy, when you're breathing that stuff in, <laughs> it's a different type of fatigue that hits you. So uh, I love to see him pull it out there in the end for sure. Um, let's see here. Omer in the chat says uh, Bears putting their winning streak on the line at home versus the Lions uh, next week. Uh, LMAO. Uh, let's see here. He says uh, that's three straight games now with no INTs by love. Two very, very nice work uh, protecting the football. What we talked about, guys, win the turnover differential, right? Kansas City won the middle eight three to nothing, and then we won the turnover differential. That's called a push. That's called don't put any live betting money on that. But before the game, I was saying, I kind of like Green Bay plus six here, you know, especially on primetime. Um, I didn't like Green Bay in just a money line personally. But, uh, yeah, the the points, boy, if you took those six points, you were – that beer was drinking a little bit smoother last night during the game, I promise you. There yeah. was never any point in that game that you thought they wasn't going to cover that. What's that, Jacob? I was trying to remember. I think it wasn't the over-under at like 42. 42, yep. That's me. I thought that went over, didn't it? Yeah. Let's see. So it was 29 to what was the final score, Tim? 29 or 27 to 19. So, yeah, 19. 46. Yeah. Yep. 46. Yeah, I thought that was so four points over. Yeah, definitely. Carly Ray in the chat said Watson tracks the ball perfectly here. He's gotten better at it. There is no doubt about it. Uh, she said Murph in the house says, Good. Uh, go pack, go Leapers victory Monday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, let's see here. Uh, look at that. Tony in the chat said, Nah, there it goes. I took that money line. <laughs> Got to, yeah, you got to yeah, cash buddy. it. Got to Savage. It. He stopped at the casino before he even headed up to Lambo. So he, he got his money in right on time. Good good work, Tone. I, I see Tony. you, man. Slid in at the last <laughs> second, cashed in that ticket and said, He said, Took it down the sideline. Took it down the sideline, cashed in my ticket for the money. You know what I'm saying? Love it, Tony. Congratulations, buddy. You can buy us one next time we're in Green Bay and you see us around, right? That's right. Uh, Let's see what else we got as we get into make sure I didn't miss anything there. Um, I got some some notes here. Of course, I haven't kept up with these at all. Um, you know, one of the things about Jordan Love, like uh, that 33 yarder to, to Dobbs, just to rewind a bit. He he does. I got to agree. He feels he feels more like Favre at times than Rodgers. Right. And people go, you're not allowed to compare him. Shut up. Go do your own thing. I, I'll compare whoever I want to compare. Right? The territory, man. He's going to be compared. Right. I watch football the way I want to watch football. I talk football the way I want to talk football. If you don't like it, go hang out with the drunk podcasters that try to tell everybody else how to think. Okay. It's totally cool. We're going to do our thing in here. You guys go do your thing there. But it, the throw to Dobbs just felt like it, I was just like, I've seen this before. That feels like far about there. But then you look up the stat line and there's no interceptions going, look at him protecting the ball like 12. <laughs> Did you guys see what Keyshawn Nixon said about the oh, four? Yeah. 12 gave him the keys. Oh, I got to find it. Man. I, I definitely quote tweeted it. Yeah. I won't be able to read it verbatim, but uh, I'll show you the uh, the tweet I put out here real quick. Real quick. Let me share my screen. 
Um, I love it. I love that Keyshawn Nicks. I love that they don't throw shade toward 12, right? You could tell these players love 12. Um, as many people, you know, many people in the in the media tried to uh tried to play it as if as if they didn't. But there's a tweet. I just posted that that gift for the Porsche. Obviously, a Griffin. <laughs> and this was Matt Schneidman's tweet. I quote tweet. He said, Keyshawn Nixon on Jordan Love quote, 12 gave him key, gave him the key and SHT. He driving the Porsche now. I love it, dude. Absolutely. Uh, that they uh kind of pay, paying a little homage to 12 and uh, you're you're seeing a lot of it boys. you're seeing a lot of 12 in Jordan Love's game there's a couple of times he's hopping around back in that pocket Jacob it looked like it looked like 12 back there just comfortable it looked like young 12 you know back when, back when Rodgers could could scramble a bit but uh do you see any uh, resemblance there or do you think it's ridiculous to uh to uh, put them in the same breath Jacob no, I definitely do. Like we talked about on that Sims touchdown, just the mannerisms, his his dropbacks, the motion, the, the ball fakes, um, the hitch, the, all that kind of stuff, man. It just, it looks, the release too, like some of those balls, um, it just is really, really, it's almost like a mirror. But I think Jennifer got it right. It's He's a he's a perfect mashup of four and 12 because he's got that that gunslinger mentality. You can tell he does have his, the, the Rogers quick feet from the earlier days. And then he also has that kind of, um, we talked about him just reading defenses now, taking what they're giving him, not forcing stuff too crazy, not not throwing up, you know, well, aside from the one, not throwing up, you know, 50-50 balls. But uh, I'm just – even my little bro- – here's how I know that we're on to something. My little brother is like loves the man, and he three weeks ago was like, I want to see Sean Clifford. You know what I mean? So if I can – he's even praising Joe Barry. So if I can get the most pessimistic Packer fan in the world Start singing the praises of Lafleur, Love, and Barry. I think we're we're on to something here, guys. We got hope, right? We have got yeah. hope, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, so uh, let's see here. Next fourth as we move on to the fourth quarter, uh, Doug Pointer says, "Are the D backs finding success? Are young? Are they just following the D call and not freelancing, or is it a chemistry thing?" Um, first of all, I know of at least two blown coverages that were huge plays. He's the one I just talked about a second ago. And early in the fourth quarter, the touchdown to Tidy and Gray. Green Bay, the reason they have so much success in the red zone is because you got so many bodies back there, right? When you kind of play that too high shell, they can't get those quick hitters down the seam, that type of stuff. On that specific play, you had at least three, maybe four underneath zones. And you could tell Dre bit on the flat when, it to me, it looked like he was not supposed to bite on the flat. So my best guess was the outside corner rather than playing a quarter's look, was supposed to clamp down on the flat, and Dre was supposed to kind of hang in the middle. All I know is we don't know what the exact call was, but anytime two defenders look at each other and they're pointing at each other like, that was your fault, no, that was your fault, somebody was wrong, okay? Two wrongs don't make a right, so someone blew a coverage there. So the two biggest plays of the game, in my opinion, were blown coverages. I can't put that on Barry personally. Um, Now, the Packers got the ball back uh they had a free runner there where uh where uh jordan love had to just chuck and duck right and uh that was one of those things that was just kind of popped out to me but then you had christian watson kind of injected a little bit more uh how do you say it a little more enthusiasm in the team that head slap did you guys see that reverse tim did you see the reverse where he slapped that dude on the head bro and just ran right by him yeah (laughs) that that might have been my favorite play of the game i know i quote tweeted it but it was absolutely Awesome, dude. I mean, it was just like a get away from me, little man. It was awesome. Did you see uh, Jacob? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was a that double was reverse. And what's also yeah. cool about that, if you look and see, it reminded me of Brett Favre 
who's throwing a lead block out there? Mr. Jordan Love putting his body on the line. Yep. Great. And right before that, what many people aren't talking about, the drive before that, the offense completely stalled out, and it's like, oh crap, you know, here, here we go, right? The defense comes right back out and gets a three, three and out. out. Yeah, yep. that's in my. I was charting the game. I I wrote trash drive by the Packers because that was that was that was the worst drive of the game. That was uh, one run, um, play action pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, punt, terrible drive for the Packers. And then what does the D do? What does the defense do? They come out and they three and out Kansas City and give us the ball right back. I mean, I love it. That was beautiful. Yeah. Put some spec on on our defense. Put some spec on that name, Mr. No Joe Barry. And then, of course, you had the uh, Malik Heath catch and run right around that time. That led to uh, Andres Carlson's first field goal. I went, look at this boy stepping up, stepping up in the big time, man. How you know, cool is that? that? Too about that is uh, if you look at, I think it was Keyshawn Nixon's Instagram. I watch, I, I follow a few of these guys' uh, stories. He put two stories up on his Instagram page, and one of them was his one of his good catches, but the other one was a. Um, Heath making the catch and all he's what was like, look at the cut or whatever. So he was just like so pumped to see his buddy, you know what I mean? Making a play. That's what's just cool about this team is they're so young. I have to imagine these guys are very close. All of them have bonded over the fact that they're so young and they're coming through this together. It's just, I'm just so jazzed about it. I mean, we didn't even talk about like Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed had a really quiet day today, but he made that original end around. And I was like, all right. And that started the whole spark plug for the whole game. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's so cool to see these guys, everybody working together. Yeah, I think I think Kansas that. City said they weren't going to get beat by Jaden Reed, and yeah, uh, they put a yeah. put an well, emphasis was, on controlling him a little bit, and that's why you see everybody else got to eat. You know, Clayton, you talked about that going into this game that it's going to create opportunities for other players when uh, you've got a lightning bolt like Jaden Reed in your offense. So that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, and lo and behold, they key in on him. What did we do? LaFleur caught a heck of a game and got the ball to Christian Watson, right? Now when defenses go, okay, we got to watch we got to watch him on the 50-50 balls. We might need a bracket, cover him a little bit, watch him on the jet sweeps. Next time what you might have is Christian Watson and the first recipient of the reverse with Jaden Reed on the double reverse. Um, there's just a lot of things you're putting on tape. These defensive coordinators right now, who do we got next? The Giants? Is that Monday Night Football? Am I thinking Monday right? Night Football. You got yeah. the Giants up next. I guarantee you they're watching this game on. If if nine is on the field, we got to stop that guy. We got to stop that guy right there. They're also got a little bit of that split flow back on. And what happens with split flow with the sift and the reason that the sift didn't work early in the year is teams caught on. And that's what Mike Wall pointed out. He's like, they're not biting on this split flow. The purpose of that is the linebackers are reading keys. They're looking in the backfield. As soon as the ball is snapped, they're trying to think, is it a run and where are they running? So when you got a tight end come across this way, right, opposite play side, they immediately go that way. Well, the run's coming back the other way. It's called split zone or split flow, right? Well, early in the year, we had kind of exhausted that last year, right? So teams weren't biting on the sift. They would see the sift and stay patient and keen on the run, right? Well, we got away from the sift, so that kind of charged that back up. Now that we're running the sift again, now a split flow, they're starting to bite on the split flow again and it's actually opening up. That's why you've seen so many cutbacks with A.J. Dillon and just absolutely dominated in that regard. He just, like I said, he didn't have like a great game statistically, but he, I, I feel very confident in saying every single inch that was on that field that was, you know, obtainable, he went out there and, and, and earned it, worked for it, and got it. Um, I love it too. They said uh, 
right here. Um, who was it in the chat? Yeah, right here. Bleeding Green and Gold said, did you guys catch Dylan interview with no shirt on the Sunday night football desk? Awesome. I didn't see that. Did you guys see that? No, we, we, were, we were on our post game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we got to be real careful about what we share from NBC because, uh, you know, they'll uh, they'll flag it real quick, right, and hit copyright and all that stuff. So uh, I definitely want to go check out that interview for sure. Football Night in America is my favorite. It's, it's literally – if you ask me, you can only have one of the football shows, right, every week. That's the one for me. There's nothing better than after a full slate of games, sitting down and watching Football Night in America and kind of getting caught up. I love everybody on it. I love Tony Dungy. Love he's a man of faith, a man of character. Love the fact that he's on there. Rodney Harrison, one of the hardest-hitting safeties in the history of the league. Love that he's on there. I think Jack Collinsworth does a good job. They just got a good crew, in my opinion. And I know people you, like Rodney Harrison could probably suit up and play football tomorrow still. That, oh, yeah. dude is, <laughs> that dude is a monster, man, and really knows the game, too. Had a bad bad prediction last night, but other than that, we, we like Rodney Harrison for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's see here in the chat. Um, who else we got here? Derek K says, Barry with a top five defense with an all-rookie secondary. Think about – going out there against the Chiefs with no Jair Alexander and doing what they did, 19 points. Jacob, six points in the first half, man. Like, that sets the the tone for the entire game, dude. Yeah, and there was also a couple plays that, like you say, don't show up on a stat line. Um, one of them, I believe, was later in the game where we needed to get a third down stop. Uh, Lucas Finesse almost was a split second away from either batting the ball away out of Mahomes' hand or getting the sack. And unfortunately, Mahomes was able to deliver a dart for a first down, but like Elvian was almost right there. He almost had a two-sack game, which if he has a two-sack game, I think people are really having a different thought about him and his progression. So, I mean, it, that was cool to see. Um, another big thing, too, and then I got to get out of here, guys. I got to run. Uh, yeah, you're good, man. But a big – that two-point conversion uh, after Pacheco ran it in and then they gave it right back to Pacheco, that was massive. That was massive because that stopped kind of that momentum. You could almost feel it like, oh, crap, here comes the, the Chiefs. And that was like a very big, um, I think, standing point for the defense where they're just like, all right, we let you have one. We're not going to let you get too too yeah. comfortable with that. So it was just fun, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I also think that uh, Preston Smith played really well. I wonder what his PFF grade will be. I just It seemed like watching him, he, was, he didn't seem like he was uh, – letting contain go off the edge. He seemed like he was decent enough in the pass rush. The dude is just a tall freak, man. That guy is crazy. And then last thing I'll say, I'll let you guys talk about this. It was weird to me. If I do criticize one thing, why in the game like this, are we swapping out our left tackle and our right guard as if it's like a freaking preseason game? That to me was weird, but you know, it is what it is. We, we came out with the victory. So I'll let you guys discuss that. I'll maybe try to listen as I'm getting ready to work, but uh, go cool. pack, go. See y'all on the other side. All right. Appreciate you, Jacob. Have a good day, buddy. Have a good day, brother. Yeah. Um, as far as that rotation, Tim, if you had told me, hey, Clayton, we're going to rotate the left tackle and the right guard early in the year, I'd go, please don't do that. It seems to be working. <laughs> Does it not, Tim? It seems to be working, man. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a bona fide left tackle, at least not one that's playing football consistently for us. Um, anymore so if we have to do that we have to do it I'm I'm of the same thought I agree with you guys I mean Jacob brought a good point you know you don't want to you don't want to do that right it's hard to build uh, cohesiveness and chemistry if you're you're moving these chess pieces all the time but clearly it worked and if that's what it takes to beat you know the defending Super Bowl champs then that's what you do you know Um, 
guarantee yeah. none of us thought we'd see the musical chairs of tight ends and and uh, secondary players and a lot of other pieces that we've had to move around. But you know, you do what you got to do uh, to win in this league, right? You know, so um, I can't wait to look at the numbers either. You know, like Jacob said, man, the PFF is gonna gonna really tell us what that looked like uh, with those guys moving in and out. Um, but I thought Yash did pretty good. You know, um, Rasheed Walker had, um, I believe he had one goofy penalty there for holding that he got caught. Um, but you know what? That's kind of the unwritten rule, right? You know, you got to protect that that franchise quarterback. If you're beat nasty off of that edge, hold them. Just do it. Because I'd rather I'd rather take the holding penalty than see Jay Money getting blown up from, you know, from his blind side. So uh, guys did what they had to do to get it done. And uh, I'm happy, man, for sure. Absolutely. Badger Trio, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, my seat in the middle of KC fans, they 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 were silent most of the night. Um, yeah, man, you uh you come out and start start hot like they did, like the Packers did. Um, it shuts them up pretty quick, right? Um, it sounded like there was a lot of Chiefs fans there, but again, Tim, I gotta give give credit to the Packer fans. If there was as many Chiefs fans there as people were telling me on Twitter, I had several people message me and go, Man, there's way too many Chiefs here. Um, you know, the fact that we got so loud on third downs. You guys that were at the game, kudos to you because you couldn't tell there was that many Chiefs fans in the stadium. You guys were loud last night. It was absolutely awesome to watch on TV for sure. I just love how everything's kind of coming together with the pod, Tim. We got people – I mean, I bet I got I got a message from six or seven different people that were at the stadium yesterday that it's just like they listen to the pod. They're in the environment. I can go to them for, you know, hey, man, what was the stadium environment like? What did you see – you know, there in person, you obviously being right in Green Bay. We got a good thing going, man. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, again, right. thank you so much for the super chat there, uh, Badger Trio. We appreciate you. Uh, Omer's uh, chat here says, amazing the secondary with no high draft picks and a lot of uh, UFAs, uh, yet they playing lots out all season, even after trading Rasul. What a pleasant surprise for this team has been. Yeah, the next big note I had here in the fourth quarter, Tim, that Keyshawn Nixon interception, bro, that was absolutely clutch man i told you i was so proud of mandy i could hear her scream from downstairs she was louder than i was for sure i jumped um Keyshawn nixon man that might be the play of the game because that really did you could just see it pulled the life out of kansas city man and you you see what he, he made a comment too that this was something they looked at on tape going into this game and Keyshawn saw something pre-snap and he was like wait a minute i've seen this before and he sniffed it out um, I believe Keyshawn's got interception incentives all over his contract too. I oh, think, I, right. think there's, yeah. I think there's bonus money involved uh, with these interceptions. So got to love that, that little extra motivating factor. Um, but Keyshawn just played smart football right there. Really? I mean, that's being prepared and being in a spot to, uh, to make that play. And um, you know, the only thing better would have been housing it, right. Take it all the way back. But you know, great, great awareness, um, trusting the read and making a play, man. That's what, that's what we need. I look forward to seeing more from him. And, you know, we were so concerned about him in the slot and, uh, you know, I don't this know. Game I, specifically, yeah. yeah. This game specifically. I mean, Rasheed Rice did not eat, eat our breakfast. He didn't eat our lunch or our dinner. You know, we played, we played great on him, uh, for the most part. And a lot of that was due to Keyshawn and, um, you know, really, it was nice to see what we thought was going to happen, too. We saw Rudy Ford, we saw Darnell Savage, and we saw Ant Johnson uh, along with J.O. So we saw all of our safeties uh, in this game. You know, that's kind of um, 
you know, the rotation uh, on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of, a lot of different faces situationally on uh, some of these downs. And uh, I think it paid off for sure. And this young team was prepared. You could tell they were prepared for this Kansas city offense and uh, yeah. got it done, man. No doubt about it, man. Like I said, put some, put some spec on their name, dude. They, uh, they came out and played great. Um, I love this right here. Dakota in the chat says, I'd much rather be paying more attention to this than the virtual class that I'm currently taking for work, respectful workplace for all. Uh, I love it, dude. Oh. No, nothing, nothing okay, like so it. Wasn't, it wasn't like a safety uh, virtual class or anything serious, right? It was just. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I'm understanding correctly, a respectful workplace for all is the title. I love that. He's hearing me rant over people being disrespectful on Twitter while he's taking a class on respectful workplace for all. You got to love it, man. Absolutely love it. Appreciate you hanging out with us, though, Dakota. You're awesome, dude. It's good to see you um, in here. I want to say this. If you guys don't mind, hit that like button for us. We got a lot of people in here watching the stream right now. Just hit, just take a quick second, hit that like button so other Packer fans can find this channel and this content. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this uh, Victory Monday. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bleeding Green and Gold says Dylan praised Love highly in that interview, talking about the one after the game. That he's he's a big fan of Jordan, just like Jordan's a big fan of his. You could tell these guys. Remember the picture last summer, Tim, of them all out on the boat in Door County, right? It sounds yeah. stupid. It sounds silly. There were, I mean, there were literally fans going, "Can't believe they're out there, you know, partying or whatever." They need to be working. On the, it's like, well, that's because people are stupid. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. You're just you're just stupid if that's what your reaction to that is. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Chad Inc. in the chat says uh, LVN looked good last night. Completely agree. He, I'm telling you, man, he the tape that I've seen, I've not been like, I don't know about this LVN pick. Every time I turn on the tape with LVN, it's, okay, he's getting closer, and there's a lot to work with there. The main thing is he can hold his ground at the point of attack. That's the first step for playing edge. The first and foremost, you got to be able to set the edge. Once you can, okay, you know you've got you've got the ham hocks, right? You've got you've got the hog model up front that can hold that edge, like Preston Smith, like Rashawn Gary. Now let's work on getting to the quarterback. Now let's work on, okay, let's see if you got the strength, the bull rush to get to the quarterback. He's definitely got that. Now let's put a few tools in the bag. Let's put a little speed dip and rip. And it, for him to be able to learn from RG, to, to learn from Rashawn Gary, is just absolutely awesome, right? And you know Rashawn Gary's the type of leader. He wants him on that opposite side dominate. While Preston Smith is still on this roster, too, and playing at a high level, I'm so excited about seeing the PFF grades today for sure. Um, let's see here. Omer in the chat says, yes, Jair is dis disappointing. Did you see Rob Domofsky comment about Jair? I posted, Clayton. Said he told, he told them the media he would speak to him on Friday but was nowhere to be found on Friday at his locker. You know, it could be a number of different things, Omer. I'm going to hold back judgment there. I don't like – I personally don't like when when the media does that type of thing. Well, he was supposed to meet us, and he didn't. It's like – so you just threw him completely under the bus. What do you think the interaction is going to be like the next time you talk to him? You know what I'm saying? It's just nothing positive comes out of it. I understand and respect your opinion, Omer. Um, I'm just going to kind of hold judgment on that right now. You got a guy who's an absolute superstar in this league. And you know, you guys know I've been critical of Jair. I don't think he's played up to that contract since signing it. But um, let's just give him a little bit of a little bit of room for growth there. He's battling injuries, that type of thing. Not that you aren't, Omer. I just don't like when when reporters kind of take that angle. Like that, it, it's like snitching. I grew up in a biker family. Okay, you guys mm -hmm. probably know what how I feel about snitching. When someone he said he was going to do this and he didn't, 
shut up, quit crying. You know, that's just kind of the way I see that. No disrespect meant toward anybody else. I'm just, that's just kind of how I see it, man. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, you know, you're lucky that any of these players talk to, talk to you. It's true. Man. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't talk to you if they weren't required to do it uh, based on the NFL rules. So, you know, yeah. I, I get it. I, I'm, I totally get it. And uh, you're right. Jaws kind of dealing with a lot right now. You know, I, people act like being injured or fighting through injuries is a choice. Like he chose to be hurt or like he doesn't want to play. You know, I think Ja wants to be out there for sure. And, um, you know, maybe there's good reason behind, uh, not being available for the media. That's all I got to say. Maybe he was getting, uh, you know, extra treatment or trying to get ready to, to go for this game, you know, cause it's kind of a surprise to us. We thought he was going to play for sure. Yeah. And he ended up not playing. So I don't know what's going on, man, but um, we're just going to, you know, hope for the best and stay positive, man. I hope to see 23 back out there because, um, yeah, you know, like we can say what we want, man. He's a big part of this team and this defense. And, uh, you know, has had an up and down year. You're right. And when you said you've been critical of Ja, you, it's not him. It was his play. You know, we, we criticize right. the play on the field. That's that's the one thing that we can do and be be objective. It's not a personal thing. Uh, we all have our favorites and players that we like or maybe dislike. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Ja back to that all pro level that we know he can play at. We have seen it. Yeah. So uh, put some spec on his name too, right? <laughs> yeah, and you can't control the injuries. The part That's that right. I found myself doing last night, once again, every single week is we're competing for the playoffs. And we gave up Rasul for a fourth round value. Like there were so many times I sound like, how good would this defense be right now if Rasul was still back there playing corner? You're not going to convince me the defense is better without him because he's absolutely balling out in Buffalo, right? And and you know, Buffalo as a team is struggling because they turned the ball over like a bunch of rabid idiots. But um <laughs> if you had Rasul back there playing opposite Carrington last night, they might have held this, they might have kept Kansas City completely out of the end zone, you know? Who knows? But, again, the team's winning, so it's hard to not Goody on that front. It's just I, that's where my mind keeps coming back to, like, damn it, this could be an awesome defense if we still had Rasul. If you got a second-round pick for him, i go, but it's good compensation. When you give up a fifth, right, a fifth, for, uh, you know, a fifth and the player for a third, nah, it's just a tough sell for me, man. It is. Um, but let's hope we put the uh, – the third round curse to bed this year. If you guys would hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this, uh, find this channel. Uh, you're going to go in the chat said, I had to call in sick to work today to be here. Um, <laughs> you know, we call that calling in slick bleeding green and, uh, congratulations, buddy. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Badger trio said I was sitting behind the chief's bench and you could tell they were not very motivated last night. How could they be, man? They got absolutely dominated. They did, especially in that first half, man. Um, the, the defense was just swarming. They were all over them for sure. Uh, Steve is real in the chat. Said, I like Tim. Put them lights around the Paul Horny jersey and shirt. It's good stuff, Tim. It's a hit, man. Hey, we're uh, we're just a little bit cheesy like that. As you can tell, my background, Tim's background, it's okay to to be happy and celebrate the season a little bit. You know what I mean? Ain't Absolutely, man. So Absolutely. I know some people go, oh, that doesn't look professional. If you listen to us for 10 minutes, you know we professional so stop <laughs> kidding yourself all right it is what it is oh um, man yeah i love Solar, it Solar VR in the chat says you called in sick to use your cell phone <laughs> face palm love it um all right let's do this real quick let's let's get ready to wrap this thing up we got we still got a lot to cover appreciate everybody in the chat though you guys have been awesome 
Uh, the next thing I've got highlighted here, obviously the uh, the three and out we talked about, the Malik Heath uh, catch and run, and of course the we talked about the Nixon interception, but we got the Carlson field goal. This 48-yard field goal should not be taken lightly, Tim. Um, this game on the line, a chance to put you up by eight, right? Am I thinking right? That put them up by eight at that point. So yep, that was um, yep. That kind of that kind of says okay. Not only think about it from the offensive perspective, it's still technically a one-score game. But when you think, damn, we got to go down and score and we got to get the two point conversion now, that's a big kick there. If he misses that kick, also, they get the ball right at midfield, basically. Yep. So they're getting the ball at midfield, only down by five. Now you can just score a touchdown. You ain't even got to kick your extra point. You have to lead, right? I say all that because the pressure that had to be on Anders Carlson, these are the moments that's going to build a kicker. And we talked about it in the preseason. And Tim, I'm going to get your take after we watch it here. You know, the preseason, he was, uh, you know, in practice, we heard about him missing kicks like crazy. But in the game, when it when it came time to kick the ball, you know, with the game on the line or in real time, it seems like he rises to the occasion. But check out this view of the Anders Carlson 48-yard field goal there in the fourth quarter to put the Packers up by eight. Man. That, no, that watch, watch him approach this ball, though. Run that back one more time. I love this angle. Man, that's what I'm talking about. He was not doing that before. <clears throat> he looks like he sped it up a little bit, and he's getting more drive, honestly. That's yeah. just That looks so good. Especially with Lambeau in the backdrop, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'll tell you, though, I did, I did see again. I don't know who we have out there. That, yeah, that, got through, that, right? that left side of the the line is concerning there because that that was almost blocked. Look at, <laughs> I think that was Tucker Kraft. I, it's hard to see the jersey. Let me see if I can. Well, we know it's not Deguara. We can't blame Deguara this time. Exactly, and you know when you see that, it's important to say it because you know we we roasted Deguara. It almost looks like this is how they teach this, right? Like you you're okay to let that guy try to get around the end. I don't like it. Why? <laughs> I don't like it. Why? <laughs> I don't know why that would be okay. Yeah, oh, it's definitely the longest path to the ball if you're going to try to block it, you know. But yeah. at the same time, I'm with you, and it's like you don't or see that unless they're just thinking it's like keep him out wide. You know what I mean? Like don't don't let him take that angle, and that's what we're seeing is he's turning and trying to make sure this guy is staying wide. And uh, sometimes they just turn that corner on you, you know. Yeah. But good good job by Carlson for ignoring the the pressure and all of that, the noise. Um, because that'll influence the kick, man. You got a rusher coming off one of the edges. That's gonna oh, yeah. that can influence how you kick the ball. But you could see good form, head down, you know, good plant leg, drove right through the ball, trusted it. Money. I'm telling you, yeah. we got ourselves a kicker. Let's let's let him earn these stripes. He's earning the stripes right now. I love what Carly Ray says in the chat. And the Chiefs already having the failed two point conversion earlier um, had uh, had to be on their mind, is what she said. Uh, that's a very good point, Carly. I love how she observes the game. Yep. Um, you know, they're they're thinking, man, we didn't get the last two pointer. He hits that field goal. Now you it takes all the wind out of the cells. It really does. So uh, awesome stuff there, Carly. Good observation there. Um, as we get ready to wrap up, Tim, you got any parting thoughts? I, I I've got I've got Jordan Love's interview on the field. I've got the locker room video, and I got Matt Lafleur talking to Larry McCarron. But we're at the fifty-seven minute mark. Why don't we bleed that into PTA live tonight, along with the PFF grade? Are you good with that? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right, cool. We'll do that. And uh, let's get some parting thoughts here, Tim. Uh, what, what do you got for the folks as we sign off here, man? 
victory Monday. Get used to them. Get used to them. I like it. More victories coming. Stay positive, people. Um, you know, this team is on the rise. And, uh, you know, I talked about this since August, man. We're playing meaningful football in December. And it looks like we'll be playing meaningful football into January. And I think that this team is already exceeding expectations. And uh, there's, you know, the ceiling got higher. That was a great point. Uh, you were talking about, uh, I think you were talking about Christian Watson earlier, you know, and that's really this whole team, you know, this we keep pushing that ceiling up higher and higher. And like you said, going into the future with these draft picks and the type of talent we're going to be able to put around Jordan Love and the type of talent that we're going to build on this defense, look out, you know, Lombardi's coming home. We're bringing the Lombardi home, guys. Um, and it might be sooner than a lot of people were expecting or thought was going to happen. And I'm just going to look look at it and smile because I believe this whole time. You guys got to believe. You know, don't don't look for the negative all the time. You know, try mm -hmm. try to be positive. There's a lot to be excited about with this young team. Let's uh, enjoy our victory Monday, and um, can't wait for PTA live tonight. Chalk talk to follow this week is going to be awesome. I know Clayton's uh, loading up the plays in the hopper. This is going to be a fun one to break down. I'm just excited and happy to be here uh, sharing in this victory, man. Uh, thank you for making me a part of this, Clayton. This is awesome. I look forward to uh, talking more ball. Now, I appreciate you hanging out with me for sure. Um, Omer in the chat, Matt going to be 19-0 at the end of December. You play at the Giants, home to Tampa Bay, and then at Carolina. Listen, any given Sunday, Omer, but you're right. It's definitely possible, man. It's uh, it's kind of kind of looking like it's, uh, it's on the forefront out there for sure. Um, let's see here. Chris N asked real quick, uh, Watson injury update. I'm hoping we hear something else later today, Chris, but this is all I've got for you. Um, Bill Huber tweeted this out, said LaFleur has no update on Watson. This was last night, uh, called his second touchdown catch, quote, phenomenal. He said, quote, I hope it's not too long. He's a dynamic player. Once he gets going, you guys see the results. So for me, that's it's he tweaked the hamstring injury. Guys, it could be one week. It could be six weeks, right? Um, I, I think I feel really comfortable saying he didn't tear it. Um, hopefully there's no partial tear in but if it's just a pull, my guess would be anywhere from one to four weeks would be a good guess. To me. But again, uh, we got to wait and get all the details. You never know what, what news may come out, but it sounds like Matt, um, was a little more confident. And then like we talked about Tim, he came out of the, uh, came out of the tent and he didn't look like he had too much of a limp. Right. So, uh, I think we're good there. I think we might've escaped anything, uh, anything, uh, drastic when it comes to the Christian Watson injury. So, uh, all right, with that being said, we're going to get out of here, guys. Really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Um, it's, uh, it's been a good good morning, uh, Lambo here. If you guys would hit that like on your way out, make sure other Packer fans can find this channel, find this content. Tim, again, appreciate you hanging out with me here, getting up early. I know uh, we had to get some extra diesel in us to make this happen, but it worked, and uh, it was worth it for sure. I want to say uh, special thanks to Badger Trio. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. We Appreciate you supporting the stream. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. We're sending out a search party for XA Drew. All right. You won the autographed Dorsey Levens jersey. Shoot me an email, access at gmail.com. And then uh, if he doesn't come forward, CL Freeman was the second winner. And if CL Freeman doesn't come forward, then Jeff Zilke, Z I E L K E, uh, was the third place winner. So uh, obviously, XA Drew will get first dibs. If he don't show up, CL Freeman. If show up then jeff will get it if they all three don't show up which i know won't happen we will uh spin the wheel again for that autographed dorsey left jersey 
Those of you that just joined the YouTube PT, uh, the YouTube group, the PTA Posse, you'll now be entered into the next drawing. Next week, I'm trying to decide on the next one to give away. We got several to choose from. I looked in that box over there, and we got an autographed Robert Brooks jersey from the '90s. So, might wow. go that way. So, I try to. We try to pick. Uh, Mandy helps me shop for them, and we try to pick the ones that's like don't see a lot of those autographed jerseys. You know what I mean? So, just kind of those unique ones that Robert Brooks played an intricate role. In, uh, in the 90s success, obviously, like Dorsey Levens did, but not in those top-tier players where you go, oh, yeah, that's a Reggie White jersey or whatever. So uh, some of those things obviously get really, really expensive. But Eric Sutherland, Patton, it's all rigged. <laughs> you got to show it every time. I told you, Eric, this is the safest, most secure uh, giveaway in the history of the United States. All right, so that's the theme here lately. We're out of here, guys. This is good morning. Lambo, appreciate y'all hanging out with us. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back to them.